Whether you keep them in your home or love to see them in theirs, these are the creatures that bring us all together. Reptiles. Reptiles. We're going to be delving into the experiences of reptile lovers from around the block and around the world. This is the Reptile Talk Podcast. What's going on, everybody? This is Jeremy Turgeon from Brassman Reptiles. And I'm Rob, and I'm creeping it real. And we're really getting close to the, the year mark. I'm excited here, for doing it. Doing these. We're three weeks away, and I'm I'm pretty stoked. I can't believe that we're almost in March already. 2021 has been a wild ride already. <laughs> Seriously. Oh my god. I was like, there's no way that 2021 could be more insane than 2020. And look at us now. Yeah. It's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. Um so what's up, everybody? Uh, just a reminder, if you're listening to this via just audio, uh, you can check out this thing on video. That's you can right. Look at my ugly mug. Oh, look at that. Oh, look at that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're on YouTube. Uh, you can head on over to my uh, my YouTube account at Brassman Reptiles. There's a whole playlist uh, called the Reptile Talk Podcast Playlist. And uh, you can check out a bunch of the previous episodes. Um, I think going all the way back to episode 44 Something or whatever. Like that. So that's right. So we're super happy that we get to do this. Um, so today uh, we're kind of piggybacking on this incredibly popular topic in the industry. And that is making your voice heard, um, joining US ARC, becoming a member, donating. Um, whatever you can do to whatever you join the do. fight. Exactly. Um, so hopefully everybody that's watching and listening is already familiar with US Arc, uh, but it's very it's been very evident through the last couple of weeks that we've been really pushing this hard that um, some people had like no idea. Yeah. So if you US don't Arc know was. what US Arc is, uh, US Arc is the United States Association of Reptile Keepers, and they are an organi- organization that stands up for our rights and keeps an eye on what's going on in D.C. with the legislature. Um, and keeps an eye on what sort of laws are coming down the pipeline in the various states around the United States. So they are our watchdog to make sure that we know what's going on. When the Python ban was going on, they were the first to let us know. Uh, When the Tegu stuff was going on in South Carolina, they were pushing that to make sure that people understood what was going on. And they are our voice. They are the people who are out there every day fighting to make sure that if you like keeping reptiles that you are able to do so and that no overreaching laws happen uh, and they're doing their best you know as best they can to make sure that in the future people will be able to enjoy reptiles so they are an incredibly important organization and one that you should definitely be supporting and there's lots of different ways you can support them uh, through donations or through membership. But honestly, I think that the membership is is one of the most important ways that you can you know, support US Arc. <clears throat> yeah, with the with the membership, you know, you're you're not only supporting US Arc financially, um, you know, which which can literally I think the bronze membership is forty dollars for bucks. the year. For the whole year. For the whole year. Not this isn't a monthly recurring subscription nope. fee. It's once a year. And uh and you subscribe to the newsletter which keeps you up to date on all the legislation that pops up throughout the year, as well as other things that US Arc is doing um, to just c- continue to promote responsible reptile keeping, um, show you like what, what um, Phil and his amazing team at US Arc are doing behind the scenes to continue this positive 
uh, advocacy for keeping reptiles. And uh, it's incredibly important. Anybody who follows me on Instagram this past Saturday saw the incredibly aggressive rant that I went on. <laughs> it was a little bit. <laughs> about it. It was a little aggressive. But, um, you know, one of the things that had, had frustrated me and kind of got me to that level was, you know, I spoke with Phil um, shortly after seeing the uh, the Facebook alert for the Illinois proposal, um, which is incredibly detrimental, um, literally would essentially become uh, you couldn't transport any exotic animals anywhere in the state at all, at all, unless you're taking them like to a vet. Um, Yikes. You know, and that that would also spell the end for for NARBC Tinley Park, which is ridiculous. You know, um, you know, and for those who don't know, like Tinley Park NARBC is one of the this where some of the biggest auction numbers come in. Mm-hmm. Um, that financial that, that donations to, that go to USR right to, to USR. Make sure that they have uh, can pay for lawyers to fight these lawsuits that right. are going on. Right. It's it's important to realize that uh, as we're fighting these different things in in states, there's also federal federal legislation that pops up, and having lawyers on retainer, especially federal lawyers, it's is expensive. Not cheap. It's very expensive. You know. Um, and it, we're not just talking about one or two lawyers, you know, when, when the federal Python ban was happening, there was a team of four attorneys on that working every day. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, I mean, this is, this is no small feat. Um, so th- this is really, really important stuff. So we're going to touch on a, a, a few different aspects of this, but, um, one of the big things that I, I want to mention, because it's come up in conversations that I've had with people before, um, you know, first of all, let's let's be real. We're still dealing with COVID and all of the COVID craziness. So, you know, getting, you know, sometimes even 40 bucks, depending on your situation, is actually difficult. Um, totally understandable. Um, there is a $5 a month um, donation possibility for USARC, um, which is wonderful. There's also student memberships, um, which are $20. There's a whole slew of different financial um, options that you have but at the bare minimum the bare minimum if you're like man like financially i'm just i'm really strapped and like every penny i have is literally going to paying my bills and whatever because you might be in that situation and that and you know given the times of course we understand that the bare minimum that you can do is to literally share this information get the information out there and it's important that you know, you're not just sharing it on your Instagram story or your Facebook page. You're literally taking the time and sending somebody a direct message and being like, hey, have you heard about this? Do you know about US Arc? Are you supporting US Arc? Because they're protecting our rights to keep reptiles. And you send it to literally everybody, <laughs> like as many people as possible, people in your family, you know, and just be like, hey, look, even if they don't like reptiles, this is this is something that's really important to me. You know, can you please help? If, if you had everybody in your family donate one dollar, you could generate some kind of contribution, you know, um, to US Arc. So there's there's never an, a solid excuse to not show some sort of effort in supporting US Arc and doing everything that they're doing, um, because while there might not be a post every day coming out from them, that's it doesn't mean nothing is happening. It means they're that freaking busy, you know. Um, since Kevin 
and since we did the live videos for nerd on on the facebook and the instagram and everything talking about this kev's been like non-stop on the phone yeah talking with people like all over the country about what we need to be doing both financially and, and getting you know rallying the troops so to speak to to get ready for for everything that's happening because it's been like once a week for the last couple of weeks there's been a new proposed legislation uh brought to the table which is horrifying and we haven't seen uh this many pieces of legislation come at this speed ever ever yeah ever so it's really really sketchy yeah you would you'd sometimes see one state pop up with something and then maybe another couple months later you'd see another state pop up with something but in the last 3 weeks we've seen several states pop up with you know proposed legislation that would either ban educational programs where uh, animals quote unquote exotics would be present or ban transportation of these animals or ban specific types of animals. Mm -hmm. Uh, Alaska was talking about banning all of the salamanders that were listed on the Lacey act. Like, what is that? What, what is Alaska Alaska. worried about salamanders freeze? They do that. Uh, (laughs) So it's literally just these, groups and these organizations seeing reptile keepers as or or amphibian keepers or arachnid keepers as this pushover group that we're not going to stand up for ourselves we don't have the numbers that cat and dog owners have because if you say that you're going to come and take people's cats away a lot of people are going to show up and be angry and they think that if they say they're going to take some snakes away less people are going to show up and if we are not showing up if we're not coming out in numbers if we're not in the numbers uh, being members of U.S. Arc, uh, they could theoretically say that you know we just don't have the support that they think we need for us to actually do something, and it's really sad because we could be showing up. We we've come together to help each other in times of need, and the community has shown that we can come together, but we're so divided. People really will take any moment to just alienate one another from things and i feel like us arc is this situation where we can come together to agree on one thing and that's these lawyers helping us make it so that we can all still keep the animals that we love and i still get people who push back and they're like well i don't want to join us arc or they're like i donate so why should i become a member so that's here's the, the deal most ridiculous thing here's the deal when we are talking about active members of a group or an organization Active members are important because if you can come to a legislature and they're saying, okay, we're looking at banning federally, we're going to try and ban leopard geckos. And you don't have a group or any sort of people who, you know, are organized that care about leopard geckos. They're going to go, well, uh, I guess a couple people showed up to the meeting, so it's not going to affect that many people. Let's just do it. If we have got a group like US ARC that has a hundred thousand active members or 500,000 active members. Estimates are between two and six million people keep reptiles in their homes in the United States. If we can't get 100,000 people to come together to just agree on this one thing, what are we doing? Yeah. Like, what exactly. are we doing? Especially because these, the US ARC, this group wants to make sure that not just the members of US ARC can keep their animals, they want to make sure that everyone. everyone can keep their animals and keep their reptiles and their arachnids and their amphibians and you know all your weird things. When a couple of years ago, when they were proposing the ban, which actually ended up passing because not enough people 
cared or spoke up. Um, the ban on interstate transport of several Pocalotheria species, the ornamental tarantulas, uh, they that's tarantulas. That's not reptiles. That's not amphibians. U.S. Ark still showed up. They still sent lawyers. They still tried to make our voice heard, even though it wasn't reptiles. They still sent out alerts. They still notified people on Facebook. They still mm -hmm. asked you to share their posts on social media. And not enough people stood together and said, we are not going to take this. Yeah. And so it passed. And so here's the deal. What, what the legislation, what they wanted to do was they wanted to ban the importation and interstate transport of several species of ornamental tarantula because they're protected where they come from. Uh, the thing is, Indian like ornamental tarantulas have not been imported into the United States in over a decade, probably longer. So all of the ones that were being propagated in the United States are from captive produced animals in mm -hmm. the United States from people raising animals, sending them to other people who have got these animals and breeding them together to continue the propagation of these species. Because without that, that is how these animals become extinct. That is how yeah. they will disappear they will just vanish off the earth, the off the planet. Because if we don't have people who care about breeding these animals, who know what they're doing, they will disappear. Look at crested geckos. Look at axolotls. Some of these animals that pretty much disappeared until people were breeding them in captivity. Yeah. That's ridiculous. And the fact that we have people pushing back to say, well, I don't want to join USR. Well, what are they going to do for me? And it's like, even just by you being there and saying, hey, I'm here, that does something. Mm -hmm. That does something. Yeah, I, I think there's there's definitely an element of, of the people that give the pushback that in some cases are just like, nah, I, don't, I don't really want to get involved in anything like political or, or, or whatever. And, and it's like, dude, this is li like, don't you enjoy keeping your animals? <laughs> like, literally. That's literally what this is about. And exactly like Rob said, you know, just literally being there and being like hey i'm here and i don't support this yep like that you're, you're another body in the room so to speak you're another email in the inbox that's that's making the these lawmakers and politicians be like huh okay this was a bigger care. deal there yeah. are people who care if people show up and people show that they care then they have to listen to us yep exactly so yeah i mean it this really is just important overall um and, uh, you know, I mean, the other thing that's important to note is while we're seeing more legislation happen uh, now, more so than ever, it, this is not something that is just randomly happening now. This massive wave is just happening now. But U.S. ARC has been doing so much for the industry for many, many years. And um, it's also important to note that, uh, you know, when we did our live with um, with Phil from U.S. ARC and, and Josh and Kevin and um, and Carlos, um, Phil hit on something that was actually really important. And that is that uh, these lawmakers, these uh, elected officials, their job is to pass laws. And that's, to get reelected. That's all they care about. Exactly. So when it comes time for that reelection, you know, the constituents of, of that area are, are going to look and be like, well, what did they do? What did they do? What did that person do for us? you know, the people, what did they do for the people? And 
you know, so they're going to be like, oh, look, you know, I passed this law to uh, to help save the ecosystem from dangerous, invasive species of reptiles. And and this helps public safety and it helps this and it helps that. And, you know, that that'll get some people to be like, huh, yeah, that's actually that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, and, you know, they'll spin it as like we're helping tourism. We want to keep all this this stuff open and blah, 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 blah. And we can't do that if these animals are running rampant. Um, you know, so, I mean, it's it's their job to be passing laws. Our job as the as the public is to be like, hey, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. That ain't right. Yeah, that one ain't mm-hmm. right. If you support something they want to pass, cool, support it. But if you don't, you also need to make that heard yeah you know um so it's just it's important to recognize that and one of the frustrating things especially here on the east coast especially in the northeast we've been around the longest yeah so the laws been getting passed here a lot you know so you know the west coast when they pass things it's, it's really like oh my god you know but the east coast has been like yeah well welcome to what we had to deal with you know just yeah. because there's already been so many uh so many things on the books so I talked about this on my uh, my Instagram live um, because more often than not, when we hear about these things, it's it's people trying to push something to remove us from from being able to keep certain things. And um, I do want to be able to make a point to shout out the New England Herpetological Society and Kurt Schatzel for the work that they did back in 2014 with the relationship they had with Mass Fish and Wildlife to do the opposite have the law changed for the better allowing keepers to be able to own more species it's like one of the first times that's happened in the US. like ever yeah yeah so in massachusetts um years ago you couldn't own chameleons green trees emerald tree boas frilled dragons, frilled dragons like a whole bunch of stuff without permits and um in it was, I think 2014 Packies. um that changed so you can now keep chameleons you can keep emerald tree boas and green trees and ackies and and frilled dragons and, and stuff uh without a permit which is wonderful. And I think it is, is literally the only time <laughs> in the country that that's ever happened. It's the only time I can think of. Well, Maine also did a, a little bit more on their most recent revision. Mm-hmm. Uh, they went from not being able to have any tarantulas, so now they can have three species of tarantulas. Ooh, and then they can, and they, can um, they, they did make all geckos legal and all skinks legal, which was good because before then they had like five species. And if you wanted a gecko, they were like, yeah, no, I wasn't on our cool list so you can not keep that yeah and i'm like wait what it's a gecko <laughs> yep yeah but main main did true. i mean main still got a long way to go but they they did change but i think it was right after massachusetts did theirs yeah yeah and that's one another thing to, to note too is you know one of the biggest reasons why these are all massive issues it's not just an issue because you know, we want the the keepers in that state to continue to have their rights to own whatever animals they enjoy. But especially surrounding states to any of those states with proposed legislation, they're all watching like, oh, well, they've got this this ban on these things. And they're talking about it could affect, you know, uh, tourism and it could affect the ecosystem and whatever. We, we should we should keep an eye on that, because if it happened over there, we're right next door. So that could actually play a, a big role. And uh you know, so states like Florida play such a massive role in everything that happens in the industry. You know, Florida is a major hub for the entire industry in the U.S. Yeah. You know, so the Florida thing is when we were trying to major. fight the regulations in Maine, they literally cited Florida as 
a point of reference because we were trying to get them to make a uh, a blacklist instead of a whitelist. So Maine before had a list of okay species, and if it wasn't on that list of species that we already pre-approved, then it's illegal. So the, like my tiger rat snakes were illegal. The there was like certain gecko species I kept that were illegal there, and like lots and lots and lots of stuff was illegal. And we proposed a a change to that to make it so okay if you uh, you know you don't want you know potentially dangerous venomous snakes okay make those on a permit system it's a very you know strict process for you to get it just like in florida we are going to uh you know large lizards that might require you to do you know make a room or some large custom enclosure for them make it so you got to get a permit for them and you know very rational stuff that we thought was you know very common sense you know there's no reason you should ban any type of chameleon there's no reason you should ban any type of gecko um any of that stuff i mean if it's federally restricted like like komodo dragons or something obviously then that's already federally federally handled so we don't have to worry about that but uh we should we should have common sense laws and when we went to the legislature they were like well, uh, you guys have proposed a, a lot of additions, and we are very concerned because Florida has a problem with giant snakes there, and we're worried that it's going to happen in Maine. If it can happen in Florida, global warming, it can happen in Maine. And I was just like, did you just go on record and say that publicly? <laughs> because if Maine is ever the climate of Florida... The entire eastern seaboard is going to be it's underwater. Screwed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're going to have bigger problems to fry than uh, people with some geckos and some snakes. Okay. Yeah. There's going to be much true. bigger problems for our planet than a couple snakes or a couple tarantulas. Yeah, it is. It is very true. Um, and you know, a, a thing that I that I spoke about too is it's important to learn as we as we talk about you know well a lot of these things are there's no science behind it, you know, or, or whatever. So we are trying to fight the science. Here's, here's the problem. Um, if you're talking to your fish and wildlife officer or whatever, they, they might kind of understand the, the science aspect because they like animals. And that's kind of generally why they kind of get involved in, in uh, fish and wildlife and whatever. Um, that's all well and good. And establishing that connection is all well and good. However, when it comes time to being in the courtroom, or being in the committee hearing, those people generally don't care because they've been given all this falsified, regurgitated nonsense info that's like, it's going to affect tourism. It's going to do this. This is going to be bad for your economy. It's going to blah, 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 all these things. And they're all like, oh, well, we can't have that. And they give them some fudged numbers and some tweaked maps. And they're like, you know, look at this. This explains whatever. And like, oh, my God, that's terrible. So when you when you have to fight that, you're fighting a lot of miseducation and, and misinformation that's been fed to these people. And, and, you know, I think Kevin said it probably best, you know, by the time we actually get to have these public comments. There's already a tree that has grown yeah. of falsified information. We don't ever get to it when it's a seed or a sapling. We get it when it's a full 20-year-old tree and we got to start hitting it with an axe to get it knocked down. So we already have the odds stacked against us by the time these hearings happen because there's been all this time for all this nonsense communication and, and BS really to just keep going and going and going and going and going until it has gotten to that point to get a hearing. Um, so one of the things that I think is important 
especially like we did our, our resource episode on, you know, herp, um, herp societies and, and community. Yeah. And um, if you have a, a, a wildlife uh, or a, I'm sorry, a herp society, uh, utilize that to be able to reach out to your your fish and wildlife, you know, have that person in charge, maybe like extend that olive branch or invite, you know, fish and wildlife officers to a meeting. And be like, hey, we've got a bunch of people that that we meet once a month. We love these these reptiles and blah 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 blah. We have guest speakers, and we've got you know like we do education, smart outreach, people yeah. doing education and outreach. And you know, I've talked about like if you're one of those people that you know is is hardcore in the education scene, reach out to fish and wildlife and be like, hey, you know what? I, this is what I do. You know, this is who I am. This is what I do. I teach people about these these cool animals. Um, I go to schools. I go do this and whatever. I'm willing to do a free program for fish and wildlife officers once a year to get, you know, some hands-on time with some of these animals that, you know, at some point you might end up coming across for one, one reason or another, either you have to go to somebody's house for one reason or another, and they have a big pet snake or whatever, you know, like these kind of things, not, not really extending the olive branch, but just extending that, that hand of, of friendship, so to speak, to be like, Hey, you know what? We don't have to be enemies in this situation. I can help you better understand this. Maybe you can educate me on some of the laws that are not very easy to find. Because that's another thing, too, is like not every uh, state's laws are easy to find. No, I like I remember when I first was trying to find out the the regs and mass, like I remember having to like dig for a little bit. And then you finally find the right chapter of the right legislation under the right subsection under this mgl and, and blah 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 really poor verbiage and... yeah yeah exactly exactly if you don't understand political jargon whoa yeah you're screwed it's a pain in the butt <laughs> there are some websites though that will send you links to your exotic laws or regarding reptiles and stuff like that if you search you know my state you know whatever state and uh, exotic reptile laws or reptile regulations sometimes you can get to it but a lot of times they make it a little bit difficult to find which is kind of a pain in the butt because you want to follow the law you know the average person is not looking to break their state's laws or or to you know become a criminal quote unquote Mm -hmm. but you know not knowing you could very easily do that you know new hampshire has very little laws on what reptiles you can own uh, but Massachusetts and Maine and Vermont and Connecticut, and all the states that border <laughs> it have got horrible laws. Yeah. So it's very you could very easily, you know, take the trip over the border, pick up something that you saw at a pet store and not realize that the animal that you just bought was illegal. That's what happened to me. My first pet reptile was a chameleon mm-hmm. and I had no idea that it was illegal. I had gone to visit family in Connecticut and they're perfectly legal to own in Connecticut. I, I, you know, we went to a pet store, picked it up, brought it home, set it up. We had it for years without, you know, it being a problem. And before I even knew that it was illegal and then, you know, come bring it to the vet one day and the vet's like, Hey, just so you know, this thing is illegal. (laughs) illegal. You're not supposed to have this. And, you know, we, we had no idea, no idea. Cause you know, it's the average kid is probably not up on their local regulations. Yeah. Yeah. Think about what eight year old knows how many species of animals are illegal to keep in their state. (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's a it's a real thing so this is um i didn't have the internet back then so there was, yeah there also was a problem no way for me yeah. to know also a big Not problem a 
Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? In some states, you get kind of lucky. Like I know in uh, in North Carolina, there, there's a very easy to, to access uh, website with all of the counties. So North Carolina has no statewide regulation on animals. It's all county based, um, which is kind of nice. Interesting. Um, but uh, there's there's a website with a, a literal list of all the counties and uh, it will tell you if they have any ordinances or regulations on it. And it'll say, yes, what is it for? And then there's a link that will take you right to that um, that county's website. And you can read all about that. Like, that is wonderful, a wonderful tool. Um, it's uh, it, it's just, it's important that we educate ourselves as much as possible on this stuff. Um, because it, it's not going to stop. That's And that's just the sad truth you know like we like we said at the beginning of this you know we've never seen this much le- proposed legislation come at us this quickly yeah in ever in forever as the amount of times we've been dealing with this it really is ridiculous yeah and if we are not standing together it is just going to get worse it is just going to get worse mm-hmm. because when we don't show up they go okay no one cares so we can just do this and then the next time they go oh well we took off these things so people didn't care about those so let's take the next 10 let's take the next 30 let's take this whole genus out mm-hmm. let's get rid of this and if people are not standing up and saying hey we're watching what you're doing and we don't agree with it they're just going to keep going because here's the deal animal rights people I know I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but they have got a real clean cut. And what they are doing is they're sending their best and brightest to go sit in on these political hearings and say, we care, we care. Those guys don't care. They don't care about the animals and trying to make us out to be these villains Mm -hmm. when I don't know anyone who keeps reptiles who doesn't care about the like, what would be the point of keeping them if you didn't care about them? Yeah. What is the point then? Come yep. on. It's counter. It doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. It's also important to recognize, too, that, um, you know, because there's been a lot of people that that have been like, oh, well, let's reach out to like zoos and zoos keep, you know, a lot of this stuff, too, and whatever. I don't want to badmouth zoos, but right. they also don't always support the private sector, even though the private sector has done so much for captive reproduction exactly. and cons- conservation of species. Come on. Exactly. You know, you have to think about like. You know, there's that person that really likes that that niche species of of rare colubrid or whatever, and it's all they work with. So they're super hyper focused on it versus, you know, a zookeeper that's got to take care of, you know, 20 different massive enclosures of all different species. And, and when they need and all space, stuff. they might shuffle them to another zoo and all this stuff. Yeah, exactly. So there are elements to the private sector that kind of trump zoos when it, you know, when it comes down to it. But uh, there's a long history of zoos not being uh by our side in the private sector um starting as, as far back as uh, as daytona mm-hmm. um the original if i if i remember the story correctly the uh the original daytona show came about and there was supposed to be some uh intermingling of of zoos and the private sector and they all did this big vote about it and everybody was gung-ho and then the uh, zoo world basically was like, yeah, we don't want to associate with you guys and totally like backed out. And um, I'm totally paraphrasing that from Brian Barczyk. Um, But I mean, like that's ridiculous, you know? So there is a long history of zoos, not really being all that supportive of the private sector. So this, this really is on us, you know, to make sure that we're on our shit. 
really and and we're not saying you know don't go to zoos i i love going course, to the zoo yes. i love going to the aquariums i love checking out reptile houses at different zoos zoos do a lot for conservation right but they can't do everything they can't if you haven't read it yet you need to find a copy and pick up the book uh the invisible ark oh yeah, yeah, yeah. david tracy barker uh in in defense of uh captive reproduction of reptiles it is an important book about how we as a community are helping save species from extinction and you really 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 need to check it out if you haven't got a chance to check it out it's very important i think everyone should have a copy if you can get your hands on it do it do it check it out amazon is probably available on amazon yes it's called the invisible arc and you need to read it. I think that if you've got reptiles, it's one of the most important books that you can can get. If you're in, you know, this hobby in any sort of a breeding capacity, even if you're just curious about breeding or curious about the animals that we work with, it is it's an incredibly important read for people. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. And if um if you've made it this far in the video, um I, I wanna just encourage you uh that if you're not, if you haven't already checked out US Arc's website, the link is in the description of this video. It's in the description of the audio. Uh, if you're just listening to the audio, um, you can go right to US Arc's website. The homepage has all of the action alerts for everything that is going on from Illinois to Alaska um, to Florida New to New York, um, including some some federal things that are going on as well. And um, you know, again, cannot give a big enough shout out to Phil Goss and the entire team um, over at US Arc for everything that they're doing. Yeah, US Arc on when they send out their alerts through email and when they post about it on their social media, they just got an Instagram which is US Arc underscore official, official on Instagram. Check them out, give them a follow. And they post on Facebook under US Arc, United States Association of Reptile Keepers. Uh, they do basically a cliff notes version of what's going on with the regulation. Mm -hmm. So it takes a lot of that political jargon out and they give it to you in plain language. This is what this law is trying to do. This is why we need to stand up to it. These are the people that you can contact to say, voice your opinion, to let them know that you can't do this, that you don't want them to do this. Yeah. Uh, this is the general outline of what is going on. So it's that's one of the main reasons why it's so important to support US ARC. They are breaking down these regulations and and giving it to us in plain terms that are easy to understand for the average person right. and and making it accessible to people because when it's in a meeting at a hearing and in this capitol building you're probably not going to hear about it it's yeah. probably never going to make it to your local paper it's yep. probably never going to make it to a federal paper but it's going to pass and so us arc has been in those courtrooms in those rooms for mm -hmm. these hearings and say as a voice for the reptile hobby saying hey we we are watching what's going on and we've got people who don't agree with this. Yep. This can't pass, which is one of the main reasons why it's so important to become a member, not just to donate, because donating does help. But if we can show that we've got a robust, active community, it will prove to these politicians that we've got people who care. Exactly. Exactly. And I had posted on my Facebook, this is a little bit controversial, but I posted on my <sighs> Facebook a little bit that I don't, I think that if you vend a reptile expo, you should have to have a US ARC membership. And that show promoters and people who run the shows, I think that they should start turning away vendors who are not members of US ARC, even at the $20 or $40 level. 
Mm-hmm. Think about $40 over one year. That's like $3.33 per month. So if you attend an expo every other month, I know COVID has messed up everything, but before COVID, we were having a Manchester Reptile Expo, the, our local expo, every other month. Mm-hmm. So $6.66 per expo. You can't spare that to make your attendance seen and make your voice heard to amplify that voice of our, our hobby. And I got a lot of people who pushed back and they said, oh, well, we can't force people to become members of U.S. Arc. We can't force people and alienate people. I don't think it's alienation. You don't have to vend at a reptile expo. There are That's thousands true. of people who never vend an expo. They sell online. Morph Market's not going to alienate you. King Snake's not going to alienate you. Fauna Classified is not going to alienate you. Craigslist isn't going to ban you. This is in-person Mm-hmm. reptile expos this is people who show up bring their animals that they produced or that they they purchased for to, to distribute mm-hmm. these are people who say that they care about this hobby that is what they're telling you and then i got people who are like well we can't alienate people like that why it's not alienating people because if these people actually care about the hobby if they actually care about our ability to and their ability not just my ability, but their ability to do this thing that they enjoy. If they care about that, why are they so resistant to send $40 to say, hey, I'm here? Yep. What is that? I really don't understand that. I don't understand the pushback. And people will say, well, you can't, uh, you can't alienate people like that. It's illegal. It's not illegal. The people who run the shows, that's their business. Yeah. They can choose who to... Um, take money from and who to support you put your money where your mouth is if the vendors and the show promoters if they say hey look this is an expo that believes that we should support each other we should support the people who keep reptiles not just the person coming through the door or the person who might be buying something but the vendors too they should put their money where their mouth is that's all that's what it is for me and there's not i have yet to see a convincing argument of why not I've yet to see a convincing argument of why we shouldn't do that. Yeah, we can't force people to do that. Don't force people. But what I'm saying is if I was a show promoter, that is my first email that's going out before the next expo. At this Manchester Expo, I'm going to talk to our show promoter. And I'm go- I am already met- I already shot him a comment on Facebook and um, got a like back from them saying that I want you to talk to the vendors, every single vendor, when they sign up and ask them if they're a member of US Arc. Because they should be putting their money where their mouth is. And it, you know, if you stand to make $500, $1,000, I know some people who I've vended expos before and walked away with $10,000 from a reptile expo. And you're telling me that I can't throw a $40 membership on US Arc just to say, hey, I'm here. I care about these animals. I don't want laws to pass to ban these animals. You're telling me that someone who's standing to make $1,000 or more at a reptile expo can't do that? What is that? Why? Why can't they? What is the reasoning behind that? Send all your hate mail to Instagram.com slash Rob is creeping it real because I want to (laughs) hear. I really want to hear. I'm very curious because I saw some people on Facebook who tried and they were like, they didn't tag me in it, but they should have because don't be a little mm, talk to me. Don't be a bitch. Yeah, don't be a bitch. Come on. If you got a problem with me, say it. I'm Rob. I'm creeping it real, man. Right now, I'm creeping it real. 
if I you thought got, I was supposed to be the intense one. I'm be I'm dude. This had me all riled up because I saw three <laughs> people post about it, and they basically quoted my thing saying that uh, ven- vendors and show uh, the show promoters should make sure that every single vendor has got a US Arc membership, and they should turn away people who are not U- members of US Arc. And they're like, well, we can't do that, but they didn't tag me in it. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, if you stand to make financial gain from selling reptiles there is no reason you shouldn't put your money where your mouth is and donate forty dollars there's other memberships there's 250 dollars memberships there's a thousand dollar memberships i'm not saying that every person who vends has to donate a thousand dollars that's ridiculous if you can you should do it but i'm not saying that forty dollars over one year three dollars and 33 cents a month if you cannot spare less than a cup of coffee to say I'm here, I keep reptiles, I care about this, but you're making money off the reptiles that you're selling and you're keeping, you're breeding. You are the biggest hypocrite in this hobby, and I get it. Man. We're all hypocrites in some way. I get that, but to say that you're not going to support this organization that cares about all the people in the hobby. Not just the big snake people, not just the tegu people, not just the axolotl keepers, but everyone in the hobby. Come on, what is that? What is that? No, that's a hundred percent a real thing, and I'm I kind of went off a little bit uh, during my my time in in North Carolina after being at a, at a Repticon show and and made a, a post and have uh, I'm working on getting some stuff together to send out an email. Um, to the guys that run it and and basically you know i was frustrated looking at um at the repticon facebook page that has over one hundred and twenty four thousand likes on it um and they had shared one thing um a couple days prior to my being there about uh about us arc one of their posts and then it was almost a month prior to that that they made a post about something and then a couple of weeks prior to that, they posted something. So it was really random, whatever. And, um, and those posts the- had less than 20 likes, mm-hmm. no comments, maybe one share. Yeah. But they have 124,000 likes on their Facebook. Now, I understand if it's algorithms a business page, the algorithms and blah, 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 blah. Um, of course, that's a thing. But you boost, you boost your posts for your shows. Yeah. So people see about your shows and, you know, I'm for us up here, Manchester is like the only show that's happening. Yeah. White Plains isn't happening. Yeah. Long Island isn't happening. Like New it's York's not happening. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I'm watching Repticon. You know, I've been at Repticon Atlanta and Repticon in Asheville. And, you know, I'm watching Repticons are, are able to happen in all these other states that have a little more laxed regulations when it comes to everything that's going on, which great. I'm happy that the shows are able to exist. But. Damn it! If if you if you're just gonna think that you can skate by without doing a little extra to help kind of cover what's not able to happen because of this pandemic, you have a whole other world coming at you. Because like you're you're doing all these shows, all these different states. Some of these states have these proposed bits of legislation, and we're not even not even saying anything about it. So my challenge was to boost those Facebook posts, to talk to your vet, have every vendor have something on their booth about USARC, even if it's a freaking bumper sticker 
with a little scan QR code for people to, you know, be like, scan this to join US Arc. And people will be like, oh, what's that? You know, something, something. And then the biggest and I think most important uh, challenge was take 10%, 10% of your net profit from the show, from doing the show. So make sure your expenses are covered. But then from your table sales, from your uh, entry fees, Take 10% of that, immediately shave it off the top and send it to US Arc. 10%. You'd be like, well, you know, show numbers are down and blah, 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 blah. What happens if when there's no, there's no show? Because they're banned. Because the law's passed and you can't exhibit animals like they're talking about doing in Illinois. NARBC Tinley will be done. If that law passes, you will not be able to bring reptiles into that state to show them for educational purposes Tinley is toast gone. So it, it's just it's really important to to recognize the the seriousness of this and uh and and everything that surrounds it. You know, I mean like it it might sound like a lot in in certain contexts we're talking about like the shows, the shows, the shows we're asking a lot of the shows we are. and it's like we are because that's literally for a lot of these people, right? Unless you're a pet store owner. When you go to that reptile expo, that's your chance to be one-on-one with your clientele, with your customer base, with new people coming into the industry, right? Who typically, you know, let's be real, a lot of these shows, except for like the really hardcore ones, most of these shows, a lot of it is the first-time reptile keeper or people people who have one or two reptiles. Yeah, or people who have none. And they're thinking like, oh, this seemed like some cool thing, you know, to go out to do with my family, whatever, look at something. And then who knows, they might come home with a pet. But that person that just went to that reptile show or just bought their very first leopard gecko from a pet co or a local mom and pop shop, they don't know jack shit about what's going on. And unbeknownst to them, this, this new little animal that they just brought home and, you know, however amount whatever amount of time could suddenly be gone and they could be like oh no what do you what do you mean i can't own this animal anymore i just got it you know and i i love it it's a great thing you know like we're 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 missing the point and this is one of the things that i went off on on my saturday live stream we have spent so much time glorifying the drama and the division of things in the industry and all the shares, I think about all the shares, the likes, the comments, watching threads of hundreds of comments over some minuscule BS, minuscule BS. And then a post from US Art comes out and it takes days, it takes days to get 20 shares, days, when it literally takes three hours for something to get blown up all over the internet and that i think is absolute bullshit absolute bullshit yeah people gravitate to that negativity and when they see someone say something shitty they screenshot it they repost it and then boom share 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 all these people and then when you've got this thing going holy crap illinois is looking to ban the showing of reptiles eh, a couple little things yeah new york's looking to ban shipments all movement of of animals through their state Uh, whatever but because it's not that social aspect of it people just ignore it and it's like you do realize that this has a bigger implication than what some random dude who breathes ball python said like i'm not diminishing that all that situation was crappy 
but come on. This, you what U.S. Arc is doing affects way more people. So much, a so much larger picture. One person's crappy opinion. Come on. Yep. It, 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 it's, it's amazing how quickly we get distracted. And that is the, that's going to be our downfall, you know, and, and the immediate jump to the division of, you know, oh, well, we shouldn't do this. We should be doing this and we shouldn't do that. And anybody who thinks about this is a piece of shit and blah, 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 blah. I'm going to do it this way. Like, oh my God, can't, we all need to understand, like, we can all understand the bigger picture, but we're not willing to be like, okay, you know what? I might not agree with you on this, but for the time being, I'm going to be right here and we're going to freaking fight this together. I don't have to agree with everything you say. Yeah, I don't point blank period. I've got, I've had people for years that have said stuff about me and whatever. I don't really give a shit. I don't honestly, I don't really give a shit. Most of the people aren't even around anymore, but if you're still around, welcome welcome <laughs> to the fight because we're all in it together motherfucker yeah we're all in it together and it doesn't it doesn't matter any any bullshit nonsense somebody's got a beef with somebody else that makes no sense whatever at the end of the day i don't really care about any of that because what i care about is being able to keep these animals that i care about that i care about that you care about that that a lot of people care about so whatever bs nonsense freaking Get rid of it. Brush it aside and realize like, hey, you know what? You're kind of a douche, but we got to do this real quick. The the thing that I want, the, the reason why I was harping on the shows so much is that a lot of people go to reptile expos that are not in the reptile community. They're not mm -hmm. tied in with all these people. They're not watching Nerds YouTube channel. They're not watching Chandler's Wildlife. They've got a bearded dragon. They think it's cool. They go to the reptile expo to get their feeders and that's it. Mm -hmm. So they don't know what is going on with U.S. Arc. Right. They don't know what is going on on that federal level, on that state level. They don't know that these bans are being proposed. They have no idea. And if we're not out there putting it in their face going, hey, look at this. Look at U.S. Arc. Look at what they're doing. Look at this alert for what's going on in your state. And they're going to go, wait, in my state? Yeah, in your state. Because guess what? They're probably not friends with me on Facebook. I'm just friends with a bunch of people who already keep reptiles who already know what's going on. They're the person who's got a pet bearded dragon or they got a ball python and they go to the reptile expo to pick up their feeders for, you know, a couple weeks or, or for a couple months. When I kept, you know, a couple snakes, I'll go there and pick up six months worth of feeders. So I didn't have to go to the pet store and do it. Yep. Or some families that just go to the expo just to look around. And if we reach out to those people, it's not just us in this giant echo chamber of being like, yeah, I support U.S. Arc. Yeah, I support U.S. Arc. Yeah, me too. And all these people who all agree with each other, it's all these people who have never heard of U.S. Arc. All the people who have never heard that they're passing laws against ball pythons or that they're banning tegus or that they're talking about banning leopard geckos, which yep. I've heard is coming in the pipeline. Let that just sink in there for a little bit because it's not a big, scary snake. I mean, they already banned the importation of over 201 species of salamander salamanders and newts. But we need to be present. We need to be focused. 
we need to come together. We need to reach out to the people who might not be in our close circle. If you know someone who's got a pet snake, reach out to them. If you know mm-hmm. some a family that's got a leopard gecko, reach out to them. If you do educational programs, reach out to your local schools. See if you can get a a little bit of their time just to talk to each classroom because that is where the change can start. Exactly. It's, you know, it is great for NARBC shows to do auctions and raise all that money. I think they raised over $150,000 the last Tinley Expo mm-hmm. for US Arc. That's huge. Yep. If there if there is one thing that I can say is is, you know, when it comes to recognizing the importance of raising money for situations that are that are worth it. The industry has shown many, many times that it will put its money where its mouth is. When they need to. When they need to. And right now we're literally saying like we need to, but we can't all rely on the Kevin McCurley's, the Bells, the bar checks, the this person's, the that person's that have a long standing history and they they you know they they are surviving off off of reptiles and, and this entire hobby. We can't just rely on them. We can't give that burden just to them. This is a burden that we all have to deal with. And here's the deal. A lot of people look at us and they're like, well, you guys aren't doing enough. And, you know, we're doing a lot. We are doing a lot. We are doing live streams. We're donating money. Uh, we just bought banners to go up at our booth at, yep. at Manchester Reptile Expo with QR codes. We got stickers that we're going to be handing out for people to join US Arc. You know, we are doing a lot. But here's the, the main thing. Kevin and Nerd have an established relationship with the state of New Hampshire. Big places like Brian Barchek's place have an established place with their state, an established relationship with their state. If these laws pass, they are going to be the least affected by them because they already have got that in with the state. Kevin's the only person who's got a permit for venomous snakes in the state of New Hampshire. If they ban venomous snakes for everyone else tomorrow if they go okay they're no longer a permitted species they're they're now you know done that's it he's still going to be able to have his everyone else isn't going to be able to but since he's got his establishment there he's got it so he's not doing this to be selfish he's not doing it for him because people are going oh well you're just making money off those animals it's just for you no it's not no because guess what at the end of the day he can sustain his own stuff on stuff that's not selling those animals. That's what it boils down to. Yep. It is going to be the people like me who dream about someday having a rhino viper. The people who are like me that like keep scrub pythons. Like I had people that wanted me to move to Florida and I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't move to Florida now because Florida banned scrubs. I can't even get a permit for them if I wanted to. What am I supposed to do? And if we aren't having people stand up and go, hey, whoa, 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 wait a second. Why are we banned? What are we doing here? Yep. They are just going to steamroll us. Yep. Like literally steamroll us. And the people who are the big names in in the game, they're going to be the least affected by this. So if they're standing up and saying something right now, and trust me, I'm watching who's saying stuff right now and who's not saying stuff right now. Those are the people who are going to be least affected. Is the, is the people who have these large platforms because they've already they've they've already got the in. If they're standing up right now, it's for you, and you should stand up for yourself too. Yep, it's it's very true. And 
one of the things that, I, that I'm, I'm seeing in the, the YouTube live chat here is, um, you know, having having U.S. arc booths at reptile shows. And here's here's the important thing to to realize. Um, Phil. Can't be everywhere at the same time. You look at a lot of these reptile shows. There's a lot of shows that are that are still happening, and when the world is not in the chaos that it's in, there's even more that are happening. So, uh, you know, you can certainly send an email out and be like, "Hey, I want to, you know, have a U.S. Arc booth happening for people to come sign up. Can can is, are there things that you can send flyers, brochures, whatever, so that we can have this at the show? That's one of the things that you can do." Um, you know, talk to your show promoter like, hey, do you guys have a U.S. ARC booth where people can le can learn about this stuff and and offer to volunteer at the booth or like be like, hey, like, can somebody be manning this? You know, and it's important to also realize this. If you're doing that or if you already have a U.S. ARC booth at your show, uh, nine times out of ten, it's going to be a kind of dead booth because there's no animals on it for the most part. It's usually just like shirts and flyers and brochures. People are probably just going to kind of want to walk past that. So if you're going to have a booth at that show to support US Arc and to get the word about US Arc, what are you going to do to get people to come to that booth? Because just it existing is not enough. That's that's unfortunately just just what it is, you know. Um you've got to you've got to find some way to be engaging to people even if it's just your personality if you've got a friend that you could drag to the reptile show because they're like a super energetic and personable person who's very willing to just grab somebody and be like hey what's going on and maybe like, they're attractive maybe so um you know but like these are these are kind of things that we need to be thinking about right because it, it again we all have to bear the this burden together you know, this is not just all on one person. It's not all on Phil. It's not all on Kevin. It's not all on this person. It's not all on that person. It's it's pretty evenly spread on all of us. And those of us who who are, you know, really working to be in the know and be aware so we can push this like it's our job to continue to push this because we need people to know the fact that we're pushing this and there's still a population of the industry that doesn't even know what US Arc does or is. That's exactly why we're pushing it. Yep. So, you know, to be, oh, well, you, you know, you can't shove this down people's throat. We're not trying to shove it down your throat. If you already know, congratulations. Now go be a disciple of US Arc and get other people to join who might not know about it. You know, because as we just said, we're literally talking about, you know, your neighbor down the street that owns one leopard gecko. They, they, they don't know about US Arc. Chances are mm -hmm. you should be going to tell that person. You know what I mean? Like there are, very very important things that we all can be doing this is what we're doing now what nerd has done what kevin just did yesterday with billy from mutation creation this is like what we can do because we have the platforms we have the you know we have the direct contact you know to get as much information as possible and push it we need to uh we need to be just working and working and working this and working this from as many angles as possible. I am a hundred percent for making sure that vendors are are members of US Arc. A hundred percent on that I'll on stand that board. behind that until I die. A hundred percent. I'm one hundred percent for asking show promoters to be doing a little bit more because they're seeing immediate income yeah. 
from table sales to admittance attendees like that is immediate and you know you should already be at the end of that make an announcement at the end of the show we just raised blah 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 i i'm actually going to talk to bruce and i'm going to see if i can make an announcement at the manchester show it would be great asking people to join and then i really want to bring a a ipad so people at our table will be able to join right at our table i was probably the most frustrated realizing at uh the repticon in Asheville that you know you'd think at the bare minimum at the bare minimum especially in North Carolina we're just above South Carolina that just dealt with this tegu ban that has gone to the next step even with everybody's calls and emails and the petition and everything they still pushed it to the next step which is absurd but even with that happening, there wasn't at least an announcement about U.S. Arc. Not even during the breaks, you know, because they they do like two hour time slot and then like a half an hour where it's like everything gets like sanitized or whatever. You know, they do their thing. There wasn't even an announcement during that break for the vendors. Hey, vendors, make sure you're checking to see if people are like members of U.S. Arc or please talk about us arc when you're interfacing with customers nothing nothing like that was even mentioned the only things that were ever brought up were you have 10 minutes before this block is over or please make sure you're wearing your mask and that that was it that was it and that was really frustrating but I already talked about it on a previous live stream and, you know, Rob just brought up, you know, nerd is, you know, we, we've got banners that have been printed about us arc. We've got business, business cards, cards that are coming stickers. in with the mission statement and the links to everything, the stickers with the QR code to go right to the become a member page of us arc. And uh, I'm going to be uh, meeting tomorrow with our web designer so that we can get a banner right on the homepage about, Click here to join US Arc today. They're they're fighting for our rights to keep our keep these animals that we love, and it's going to get hyperlinked right to US Arc's page. And uh, at the uh, checkout page, if you were purchasing an animal or uh, a piece of uh, a piece of merch from us or whatever, uh, there'll be an option at checkout to uh, to donate a dollar. Donate a dollar to US Arc if you use Ship Your Reptiles. It's an option at Ship Your Reptiles. You know, do you want to donate a dollar to US Arc? That is everything that literally is everything and these are these are minute things these are little little things that you can be doing i'm seeing all the people that are like sharing people's posts about i just became a member i just became a member i just became a member keep doing that that's massive that's massive kevin talked with with phil earlier today and phil's they're they're working on gathering the numbers for how many people have, have just recently joined but Phil is like we it's been like since the time of the federal Python ban where we saw sur- a surge of, of memberships like this. And that that's huge. We need to keep that going. Keep that energy. We need to keep that going. Yeah. So I was talking with uh, with Emily the other day and we were talking about the sticker things and we were like, how do we get you know, how can we integrate this to get people like right to sign up? And I was like, let's get a QR code on that sticker and, you know, make, you know, we'll test it out, make sure it works, blah, blah, blah. And then boom, send them right to the membership page. Cause that's, you know, that's the best part. I mean, that's the best part about a sticker because hopefully you're going to put that sticker somewhere that or on something that maybe you carry with you all the time or whatever. And, uh, 
you can just be talking to people about it. Oh, what the hell is that sticker on your on your bag or whatever? Oh, US Ark is this it's this organization that that helps me keep, you know, keep my the animals that I like because we deal with a whole bunch of nonsense um legislation proposed. You should check it out. Maybe you can maybe you can become a member or maybe you know, if you got a dollar or five dollars, like just donate please. five bucks, it would be a huge help to us. Yeah. You know, like these little things are like ah, like amazing. So when it comes, I see a couple of people talking in the chat about U.S. local U.S. Arc chapters and, and stuff like that. Florida so has one. Florida has one. And I think there are some other potential ones that are uh, kind of happening. Here's the thing with that. The one thing to think about with that, uh, you know, it's already very difficult to keep track of everything that is going on. And U.S. Arc right now is our, is our main entity. Um, Florida has consistently been dealing with a lot of legislation and proposals over the years so it makes sense that there's like an immediate target team there they can report back to phil but there's like an immediate target team down there having a whole bunch of little chapters that then have to you know come back to the to the to the head sometimes can get a little crazy yeah. and you know we also want to be sure that the people if you are if there is going to be a chapter in your area that those people are truly dedicated, invested people in the industry, whatever. So like I know with USR Florida, Eugene Bissett and some other wonderful people are down there. If you don't know who Eugene is, you need to be doing some more research because he is like a godfather of the industry. Um, you know, so like you got to make sure that things are kind of taken care of as much as, you know, gung ho, excited people and motivated people are what we want to be kind of on the ground floor we also need to be making sure that we've got like people who are very much aware of everything that is going on and and well connected are kind of running through that so uh it's just something to think about i'm totally down with the idea we just need to make sure that we're we're it's it is executed appropriately and i know that uh that phil and his team and kevin and, and everybody that are involved uh in everything that's happening behind the scenes they're they're working on it um stickers and stuff that we're talking about from nerd should be available soon they've, they've been shipped we just got the notification yeah, the stuff has been FedEx shipped has so. got six million backed packages right yeah. now that they're sitting on so it may take a little bit just keep your eyes peeled we'll be posting them on the instagram and our facebook when they come in so i would keep an eye on our social media for that mm -hmm. i've been trying to repost everyone who has got a U.S. Arc membership. If you take a screenshot, tag New England Reptile in it, or tag yep. me at Rob is Creeping a Real in the picture, yep. I'll reshare them to whichever account you tag. So I've been trying to stay on top of that just to encourage people to post. That way, you know, our account has got right now like 80,000 followers, 81,000 followers. My mm -hmm. personal account has got like 7,000 ish followers. Mine has 4,500. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I literally don't even think about it. I don't ever look at it. Like I, yeah. the only reason I looked at it was today was because I realized that it just went past 7,000 recently. And I was like, Oh, that's weird. And so uh, I've been resharing those. If you tag me in it, I, I'll reshare them because I want to encourage people. I want to, you know, give you that little boom, give that little bit of boost, a little yeah. encouragement. Uh, if you join, take a screenshot, tag one of us in it. We'll, we'll reshare it yep, to sure. make sure that people get, it. and I want to shout out Billy from mutation creation. He's Hell from yeah. Canada. He joined at the thousand dollar level from Canada. He joined us arc. So if you're international, you can still join. Mm -hmm. It still makes a difference. Yep. And he's been reposting all the people that have been from him that have been 
uh, joining yeah. and have been sending screenshots, and he's got well over a hundred people that have yeah, joined amazing. from from his. And I'm just like so incredibly impressed. Justin Kabelka did the same thing. He's been reposting people yep. who have joined US Arc and, and tagged him in screenshots too. We're working on building a um, a badge for your Facebook profile picture so that you can have a I support US Arc you know, join the fight type thing on there. Yep. I really want to do one for Instagram too. We're also working on a couple other ones we can't talk about right now, but a couple other ones that are going to be important as well. We are trying to encourage people to join us arc. It is very mm -hmm. important for everyone, not just the people who are in it, but also the people who keep reptiles and appreciate them on any very of the various levels. Yep. Super important. Yep, exactly. It really is. And I, I see I, I'm, I'm just reading through the chat and, and see these these things coming back up in the chat. So um, I, I think the important thing to remember when it comes to like there being a face of U.S. Arc, the important thing to remember is while there is maybe a, an aspect of this that might be true as far as like having a, a, a more intense presence available, what you have to really understand is, is two things. One, this blast of people that's coming to U.S. Arc right now is the biggest blast that they've seen in, in many years, right? Um, the second thing to think about is this, especially with all the legislation that is happening now, it is impossible to, un unless they have somebody coming onto the team that is 100% dedicated to the social media, email marketing, whatever, it is impossible to deal with that and be doing the job that they need to be doing, which is communicating with these committee members and politicians and all that stuff. So uh, it's, it's also the third thing here, important to remember that there are people already working behind the scenes Kevin is certainly one of them. He's literally been on the phone basically from the start of the day till the end of the day with, with know, different Brewer people. Yeah. Kabelka. With Jay Brewer, Kabelka, uh, rodent pro and this person and that person all dealing, you know, talking about these kind of things. And there's stuff that's, that's coming down the pipeline, um, from us arc and you know, the good things that are coming down the pipeline. Um, so, we need to uh, we just kind of need to be patient. You know, there's a lot of stuff that is happening because, again, we're facing stuff that is ha we're facing these proposals that are coming at such an alarming rate. You know, we, we have to be strategic. One of the most important things that we have to be aware of is, you know, our biggest enemies, you know, like all the anti pet organizations and everything, when they send out their people to do their things, they're sending out clean cut you know maybe in certain certain sneaky ways attractive people to gain the wandering eye of somebody whatever but clean cut well-spoken uh well-maintained people to do what it is they need to do so we can't not just me. be they're not sending me they're not sending they're not sending they're not Rob. sending this yeah uh they might send me maybe but um you know, so we can't just attack things and be like, this is all this blah, insanity. Blah, blah. We can't do that. We need to be uh, we need to be really methodical. We need to be planned out. We need to be precise in what we're doing. And that is why U.S. Arc is so important, because that is our organization. That is that they are the clean cut, organized, direct, you know, 
face that represents us in those committee hearings. You know, so we things are happening, things are working. Um, we just we can't talk about everything right now, partly because Kevin hasn't even told us. That's that's true. That's true. <laughs> but there is stuff happening. So it's uh it is important to realize that yes, we are aware of things, but we just we have to we have to be patient work on in how progress. this is happening. It is a work in progress. So in the meantime, what we're all doing right now as a community from you know jumping on this live stream, hopefully you guys are gonna share this video and share the podcast with everybody because hey, you should yeah. be doing that. Um, you should be doing that anyway. Uh, but uh, it's important to realize that what we're doing as far as like making sure sharing posts, we're talking about things. You Go know, to like US Arc's page, like their post. Exactly. Maybe tag someone who lives in the state that they're talking about. Yeah, exactly. So like these these are the things that we can be doing right now. Right now, while things are happening. You know, I mean, trust me, as soon as as soon as we're able to pull the trigger and get these things announced and talked to, it's happening. Like we'll be going full steam ahead and ain't nothing gonna slow us down. Yeah, on Thursday I'm doing an interview with the Maine Herpetological Society to talk to their members and and talk to people about the regulations and stuff that are going on. And it's just going to keep rolling. We're going to be doing more live streams on the New England Reptile Instagram and Facebook. So if you're not following those and you want to get more updates, please follow us on there. Uh, New England Reptile on Instagram, New England Reptile Distributors, or is it New England Reptile on Facebook? I don't know if they pulled the distributors off. I don't know. I think they pulled it off. I think it's just New England Reptile on there as well. Yeah. But it's very important. Even just US Arc, I mean, especially US Arc, follow them, sign up for their email list, donate if you can. Please become a member. I mean, I get it. Some people are like, well, I want to donate more. You can become a member and then donate afterwards or do it both at the same time. But please, please, please become a member. Make sure that you're counted and you're, um, grouped in with us as keepers who are standing up to say, Hey, I'm here. I, you know, I'm watching what's going on and I care about what's going on because these animals mean something to me. That is what 100%. we need to do as a community, as a group. hundred percent. And I, I just, I want to bring this up just cause here's a little fun fact. So, uh, Timothy Lesher just said, uh, I've heard, I've heard of Eugene since I was a little kid. Someone please get him on a podcast. So fun fact uh, the old reptile talk when I was doing it with Steve Tillis, we actually had Eugene as a guest on the podcast. You can't listen to those episodes. Yeah, you can't listen though. to it though. But uh, I actually am working on trying to get Eugene to do a podcast episode with us. It would, that would be, be great. It would actually be wonderful. He was very inspirational when we saw him last year. Yeah, he's wonderful. He was like just an incredible person to talk to. And like, no matter if you talk to him for one minute or you talk to him for an hour, you're going to learn so much. Like so, so much. If you've got your ears open and your mind on, you'll learn something. Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent for sure. Um, all right. Wait, I think Jeremy. Yeah. What oh, is going no. on? I don't want to end this on a negative. No. I don't want to end this on a negative note. Like I, I this has been a very heavy episode. I get it. I kind of went off a little bit, but I don't really want. Wait, what? wait. Before you do it, I'm reading a comment that I want to make sure we we don't neglect just because i i think it's it's a valid point but um i here's i don't totally agree but uh i'm gonna i'm just gonna bring it up so uh 
Okay, cool. Um, I think U.S. Arc fighting for the right uh, for big breeders to keep mailing their snakes isn't the same fight as keepers being able to keep their pets. I think the fight needs to be separate. No, it does not need to be separate. This is this is the thing. This is all together. There is no separation. Us being able to bigger, I should say, big breeders or breeders in general being able to ship their animals is literally a direct impact on people being able to keep their pets because uh if we can't ship to you how are you going to get that pet it's not happening there is no separation in this because we're literally all together the separation is the nonsense because literally we're all if you ask rob ask me you ask kevin we we're breeding we breed reptiles but we love these things yeah. they are our pets so where the 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 uh the shipping thing like the New York thing is ridiculous. It absolutely is ridiculous. And I bring this up because it's it is that important because that literally is the ultimate BS. Separating this is not helpful because you go to a reptile show, you want to transport animals to Tinley Park. If this shit happens in Illinois, there is no Tinley. That's it. That's no, like that, that doesn't happen. And these people can't get a pet. It doesn't matter if it's coming from the, uh, or from the breeder or from like so-and-so down the road who maybe two has ball two pythons. ball pythons that they put together. It doesn't matter. It, it affects everyone equally. Exactly. So any, any thought process of, of, uh, of separation, no. It absolutely is all the same. We are all in this battle together. There is no separation whatsoever. I understand if we're talking about uh, how it gets framed, you know, so it, it doesn't just look like, oh, the breeders are just trying to do this thing. I understand that. However, we need to realize that as a reptile community, there is the pet keeper and there is the big breeder and there is everything in between. It is all the reptile community. So, and, and people who just like seeing them in the wild, they're still part of our community. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Realizing that the reptile community is massive. Bigger. It is massive. It goes far beyond the nerd, the BHB, the, the prehistoric pets. It goes far beyond the Jeremy, the Rob. It goes far beyond. It goes way beyond Rob. Way beyond me. It's mostly through the ears, but yeah. <laughs> but it it re oh gosh, <laughs> uh, but we really need to understand that it is literally all of our issue. So there is no separation. There is none of that. Breeders should be doing their part because we're we're the They're ones the interfacing water. and and exposing people to these animals that may now want that pet. So we're directly interfacing this this growth of the industry. We're all in it together. That's that's at the end of the day, that is what it is. Agreed. Agreed. And and that's basically what it boils down to. The attention of newcomers and the attention of hoping that they get involved financially. I I, I think that it's I, I honestly think that it it's it's splitting hairs right now because it, right. it's just as important 
as someone who's got one leopard gecko or one ball python, it's just as important that they are involved as, because guess what? When I get a membership, I'm counted as one. I'm not counted mm-hmm. as 47 people. I'm counted as one. And when someone with one leopard, you know, I've got what, 50, 60 snakes, something like that, a bunch of tarantulas and stuff. I'm still counted as one. And the person who's got one leopard gecko is counted as one. Right. So yes, it is important for big breeders to pull their weight, but those smaller people are just as affected as we are. Exactly. And, and our getting the attention of newcomers, that literally is what we're doing right now. Yeah. Like us trying to push this, you know, having Barcheck do the video he did on, on all the different legislation that's, that's, that's coming down the pipeline and happening all over the country. Think about, you know, Brian's audience really is the newer reptile keeper. Yeah. You know, I know, uh, you know, there are, there are people who have been keeping for a while. They might have a few animals that, you know, they watch him, but like with his reach, the way the algorithms push his videos around and everything, it's, he is exposed to the largest audience. Think about this. He is about 30,000 subscribers away from 3 million people that are subscribed to his channel. So even if only 150,000 people watch that video, that's still a huge number. And chances are there's going to be a large number of that. I don't know their exact numbers, um, but a huge number of those people that are watching that aren't subscribers that have been uh, recommended the video in the sidebar. And, you know, they see one of his crazy thumbnails and they're like, oh, my God, I should check this out. This guy's got some crazy looking eyeballs and a snake. You know, um, let me see what this is about. That reach is massive and if you don't understand the how the social media world works and like the value of a really ridiculous thumbnail and title you just stop talking about that stuff but anyway uh what we're really talking about is like that reach we we're trying to do that every single time we release some kind of content we're trying to reach the new person when when a vendor is at a reptile show they're interfacing with, you know, somebody who may only own one animal or maybe searching for their first animal. That's the newcomer. That's your chance to immediately, uh, immediately interfaces with these new people, you know, which is exactly what, what we're talking about. We're all one, but th- there can't be any thought process of how do we separate that? Because we're this literally, it all trickles down from the big breeders to the boutique breeders, to the hobbyist keeper and breeder, to the novice, to the, you know, the kid that's got the one leopard gecko, it all trickles down regardless. So any way that we can continue to spread that, we just have to do it. And that that involves zero separation at all. So, okay, I think now we've ranted Okay. Ranted enough. So what, what were you going to ask? Oh, no, I was going to say, wh- I don't really want to end this on a negative note. I, I really that's wanted fine. to end it on a positive note. So what's something that's got you excited in the reptile community right now? I'm going to be selfish and say the fact that I have more carpet pythons uh, actually going to produce eggs this year than I thought I was Ooh, going to. And you got a reticulated python that's about to lay eggs, right? She is painfully <laughs> making me wait. Painfully <laughs> making me wait for those eggs. Uh, but yeah, I'm actually... I'm really stoked because this this season is is actually looking like it's going to be a little better than I thought it was going to be. Hey. So I'm I'm actually quite excited about that. See some pretty cool cool baby carpet pythons. So 
Yeah. I'm not going to ask you that question. Yeah, I know. Because I don't like putting people on the spot. Like, you just put me on the spot. You had an answer. I did have I did have an answer. But I, I, I was able to think about it while I was going off for a oh, second. Oh, that's time. why you went off the second time. <laughs> so you could think about my question. Maybe so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my uh, gosh. But wait, we need to tell people, if you have gained anything from listening to this, if you have... Learn something new, one little thing new. Yes. Please share this with somebody else. Share a link uh, either through whatever podcast app you're listening to or through our website for the podcast. You can check us out on Instagram at reptile.talk on Instagram. Uh, you can check out Jeremy or me on Instagram. Please, please, please share this with someone who you think needs to hear this message because it's not, you know, I try and share this stuff around i do my best but there's so many more people that are out there that are listening than just me and your voices need to be heard as well i mean you might not agree with everything i say but even if they can find some way to disagree with me and shoot me a message and say hey maybe you were thinking wrong in this sort of way i'm absolutely open to listening to what people have to say i might still think that you're wrong but i will absolutely listen to what you have to say Um, so please, please, please share this with somebody who may not have heard about the podcast before. Um, if you can please become a member of us arc, their website is usark.org. So U S A R K dot O R G. And then if you want to become a member, usark.org slash membership, and you can join through there. They give you the options of tiered systems. You can make donations every little bit counts even if you just donate a dollar it still matters it's part of a collective effort two million to six million people in the united states to keep reptiles if everyone donated a dollar that would be huge i don't expect to reach all those people but we can still do our part to do i i re-upped my membership my membership membership was good until may i re-upped it anyway i'm actually probably going to be jumping up to the next membership level because i feel like i'm not doing enough even though I'm trying, <laughs> I'm poor, damn it. Um, but we really would appreciate it if you shared this. If you donated, if you can, I understand that not everyone can. If you can't donate any money, I totally understand right now. Go to the US Arc Instagram page, US Arc underscore official. Like their it. posts, save their posts, comment on them. It helps boost their Instagram algorithm to share it to more people. Send their posts to somebody. If you're on Facebook, go to the US Arc page like things, comment things, tag people who are in the States where these issues are going on. Please do your part. We are trying our best to do our part. We believe that you can do your part too and really help us push this. It's going in a huge and a great direction already. You know, shout out to all those people, you know, Billy, Jay, Justin Kavoka, Kevin, you know, shout out to all the people who have been pushing this. We appreciate yeah. you. We're watching you. We're also seeing the people who are not out there doing their part as well. So please, please, please do your part. Check out, you know, Reptile Talk at Reptile Talk. Uh, that, yeah, thing. Uh, yeah. 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 Reptile Talk. Re- Reptile.talk on, on Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> I'm done. I'm Rob's so done. Tired. <laughs> I'm so Rob's done. tired. With that, guys, we're calling it <laughs> Thank a night. You. All the links for everything that we're talking about and the handles for all the different accounts will be in the description of this video. Uh, they'll also be in the description of the podcast episode if you're just listening to the audio. And uh, that is that, guys. This video will be, of course, saved on YouTube. Uh, you can check out the playlist that is forming of all the past Reptile Talk podcasts. 
And uh, you can, of course, go listen to all the episodes uh, via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or however you listen Spotify. to your podcast, Spotify, all of that fun stuff. Um, so go check it out. Go listen. Go give everybody a follow. Go support USARC and have a great rest of your day. Take care, guys.